The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Hello, Assalamu alaikum, and welcome to Sisters Speak. You're joined with me, Sonia, and we also are going to have Lamisa joining us. Uh, I think she's just gone to grab a water. There she is. Um, she's just walked back into the studio. And yeah, I'm back on Sister Speak. Happy New Year, everyone. Thank you, Lamisa. I've not actually been on since 2024, which sounds so weird to say, um, but I'm back now. And Lamisa, I think she has. Have you been on uh, this year yet, Lamisa? I have. I was here for last week's show, I think. So, oh, fantastic. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> but it has been a while, Sonia. How do you feel? Um, being back on yeah i'm uh, excited 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 <laughs> and also i just um i can't believe it's 2024 mm. i think that's the main thing i'm just like how have we got to this year <laughs> crazy um but yeah hostam if you're listening please come and check that everything's working because i haven't done this in a long time so i just want to make sure everything's working but yeah i will just continue with the show today we're going to be talking about um diversity in an establishment and if you would like to join us, Lamisa, can you let us know how, please? Yep. Um, if you want to let us know your thoughts, please text or WhatsApp in on 0779481822. And if you want to talk to us live, we would love to hear you guys. Um, call in on 01582481822. Um, we're also on Instagram, so you can DM us there at Sister Speak. Yes, exactly. And we're also on Facebook live right now. So if you're on Facebook, you can watch us. And if you're on radio, it's Inspire 105.1 FM. Um, but yeah, welcome back to Sister Speak. I'm mainly welcoming myself back because I haven't <laughs> been here in this year. Um, but yeah, today's topic is diversity in establishment. Why is it important? Why do we need it? What happens when there's a lack of diversity? Um, and what diversity actually means mm-hmm. as well. Um, but before we go into that, we also have our hot topic. But before we go into that, we have our thought of the week. So let me say, unfortunately, you're the only person here with us today. So I guess I'm going to have to go first. I'm going to have to go to yeah. you. Yeah. What is your thought of the week? Um, my thought of the week this week is about my five a day. <laughs> the fruit and vegetables? The fruit and vegetable five a day. How often do I actually eat my five a day? That is a question. And to be honest, I don't. Most of the time, I don't, okay? Maybe in a week, yeah. I'll eat my five a day once a week. <laughs> I think most of us don't feel too bad. Yeah. Most people don't. And it's actually really bad. Like, why is it so hard to have five portions of fruit and veg a day? It's not, but how much good does it do for your body? I feel like I'm tired all the time because I probably don't have enough of the natural things in my body that I'm meant to have. For example, like the vitamins and minerals so, and whatnot. I'm so guilty of this stuff. When you said five a day, yeah. I actually didn't know what you were talking about. <laughs> So that's why I was like, does she mean the fruit and mm-hmm. vegetables? Like, what was five a day? This little nursery rhyme we had when we I were know. kids. What's five a day? What's five a day? Exactly. So for context, everyone, Lamisa is a medicine student, alhamdulillah, <laughs> she's studying medicine, and inshallah will be a doctor very, very soon. Inshallah. So would you like to tell us what is the benefits of our five a day? Oh my God, off the top of my head. Um, I mean, just generally, like fruit and vegetables, what they offer us. Well, fruit and vegetables, there's a lot of like natural elements that we need in our body day to day for us to keep going. Yeah. A lot of people of South Asian origin are vitamin D deficient as most of us probably know um having your five a day would enrich you with all of that it would give you a healthy diet a lot of the processed foods that we have aren't good for our like cardiovascular system because over time it builds up loads of fatty plaques within all of our vessels and that means that we end up having all of these heart related issues or blood related issues um and so eating healthier reduces those risks um, so you know that i and, guess. Um, <laughs> you just admitted that but I think that's just from like you know normal BBC health or whatever but um, with the five a day it's really important because you know you get all those natural vitamins and minerals that you need um, and it will help like make you feel good yeah when you said you feel tired all the time that's so relatable I I, I just think it's normal now to just feel tired and then hair loss as well a lot of people go through that a lot of uh, South Asian women also go through that I myself lose a lot of hair and I think it's all due to like you know all of these deficiencies in our diet that we might have because let's be honest a lot of our diet consists of curry. some form of meat a curry in a curry form and then some rice which i love i'm the biggest advocate for curry and rice same but we need vegetables on the side as well okay it so it's the vegetables that we're lacking yeah i think so yeah well that is a very good thought of the week i honestly when you said five a day <laughs> i was like five a day like when you put it like that it sounds like a lot like we're supposed to eat 
a portion but of fruit and vegetables. If you actually do it in a day, it's not that much. For okay. example, if you have grapes as a snack, right. you have some salad for lunch, that, that could be a portion of lettuce with some tomatoes, cucumbers, all of that. That's so many vegetables right there. Uh, and then have some fruit for dessert and you're, you're solid. Fruit for dessert? Yeah, have fruit for dessert. <laughs> okay, like, let's be honest, how many times do I have fruit for dessert? <laughs> like, what, like, what, like uh, cherries or something? Anything, a apples, banana. a banana for breakfast if you wanted, like grapes, things like that. Yeah, We yeah. just, I personally don't look at the fruit aisle when I go shopping, but it's something that I hope to look more at. I think vegetables is the part that we miss because really, I, yeah. well, for me personally, I eat fruit when it's like, the morning because mm. it's a good snack to have yeah you know when you can't you don't have time for a whole breakfast but you can have an apple you can have a banana yep. you can have a pear Very grapes cheap. like you said and they're just easy to pick on yeah so i think when it's easy i can do it yeah right? it's there i can i can have it can like today it. like just grab a banana it's there peel it eat it like right. there's no preparation but with vegetables you have to vegetables cook it for it to taste nice sometimes right? they don't taste good at they all don't. ever <laughs> they taste so you gross. can't <laughs> steam them boil them there's a whole you can season them mm. now that's the thing mm. and then you can roast them or you yeah. can I've never tried it in the air fryer, but maybe... Apparently, air fry, like in the air fryer, they taste good. I feel like the issue with us, right, a lot of us, is we live at home and we have a pre-prepared menu plan that's made by the chef of the house, whoever that may be. <laughs> um, and obviously, like, my mom's very receptive to whatever we say, like, mom, can you make this, can you make that? And yeah. she'll do it. But the thing is for you to regularly every single day have healthy food you need to bring that in yes i think most of us are quite lazy to bring that in if i'm honest like i'm not gonna i just feel tired all the time well, it's like a I commitment said. but it's a cycle isn't it you're tired because you're not but, having it but it's terrible like you know but bless my mom she really tries she tries to put vegetables oh. in her it's not even her fault it's my it's, fault uh, it's not fault. me trying to gaslight yeah, don't you dare <laughs> all right you start cooking no, for the family exactly. you do the grocery That's shopping I mean. and you see so i've tried i've done the shopping mm. bringing it in mm. prepare it that happens maybe once or twice and then it just yeah, yeah. it's the off. commitment from our it's end the commitment. i think yeah. yeah so i've seen this thing and um i forgot the terminology but it's about the places in the world where people live to 100 years old mm. or more mm. and that's an average like that's normal not yeah, like yeah. an ex not like one 100 yeah, year old yeah. person so um i think it's called blue zones or okay. something like that i'll find it and japan was the original one because mm -hmm. they just their population was so aging that they changed their disneyland so that it's towards old people oh, yeah because there was just so many more older people in the country mm. um another one was a place in greece mm -hmm. or an island in greece nice. and then we had one place in the usa mm. And I forgot the other one. Um, so they look at, then you look at the type of dietary things like the that diet, eat, yeah. all the different things they do that mm. kind of help them to live to 100 mm. plus. And the, one of the main things was sweet potato. Oh, yeah. Fair. And it was a specific type of sweet potato. So you can look this up. Yeah. Um, but it's really, really, really good for you. So it's, it's ironic because potato, which is so delicious, yeah. is not that amazing like it's good it's a vegetable yeah but it doesn't count. but I, it's in the whole vegetable <laughs> list of vegetables yeah. it's like down there yeah. and leafy greens are like up here mm -hmm. sweet potato however shoots all the way up to the top yeah. it's the one that looks purple on the outside if you ever sweet potato is nice i feel like you like it yeah i feel like there's it, do you not like it i don't exactly, really but i'm gonna start forcing myself to like it because it's so good for you and it's such an easy thing you can um you can spice it up like Asian style and then okay I've heard of sweet potato fries yeah, that's yeah, the thing yeah. right so um but, but yeah they're super super good for you really yeah that's um Sonia's vegetable recommendation I'm telling today. you guys I've looked this up because I'm trying to I'm trying to be healthy trying as well to be healthy. it's a new year this is what yeah, you do right I know. and it's apparently it's got like 300% times the antioxidant wow. something okay sweet potatoes is the one let's go <laughs> sweet potatoes blueberries and I think cranberries was also up there i'm a bit iffy with blueberries though like what's wrong with blueberries? i don't know there's points in time when i like them points in time where they're just too mushy oh same 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 or yeah. well, they're too sweet they have like a weird sweetness too, to them. yeah but i like them in like porridge and oats and that's stuff. it you're on the right track lamisa getting there but thank you thank you for your thought of the week it was that's such so a right. good one <laughs> i didn't even five a day five a day five a day we're gonna do it mm. i'm gonna ask you next week how it's going for you oh i'm not gonna be here <laughs> uh okay i'll ask you the week after inshallah we'll find you i'll let you know we will find you and ask you um my thought of the week is actually gonna lead into a hot topic 
but it's my thought because I just came back. So I came back from Bangladesh. Yes, Which is where my family is from, Mm -hmm. like our ethnicity and background and so on. And um, I went after 13 years. So it was, I wouldn't say it was a culture shock because I wasn't shocked, but it was really like a... I don't know, like, it was really, really good. It mm. was amazing. And I was almost, yeah, it, I guess culture shock, I was in awe. Was it positively surprising? Positively surprising. Yeah. Not even surprising, just nice. Nice. Just, like, affirming. Maybe yeah. that's a better word. Oh, like, nice. felt very affirming. And, yeah. like, oh, my God, these, this is where I'm from. And this is where my family's from. And yeah. it was so, what a different country. Because it's so, so, so different yeah. to the UK. It is. And I am grateful that I'm from there because I don't think I'd ever travel that far Mm. if i wasn't from there Mm. like i know people go on long distance traveling to like maybe like australia Mm. thailand indonesia that there's like hot places to go visit Mm. but bangladesh like i don't it's it was really far we did like a stop layover thing as well i don't think i would have ever gone if i wasn't from there Mm. and i'd be missing out on so much like that's such a shame that that might have been a thing that i would never get the chance to see so i'm really happy that i am from there um (laughs) Yeah, and I, that, that. I don't really know what the thought is. It's just I'm just happy that I went back after so long, yeah. and that my family, like my dad, was the pioneer in this. I was like, we're going, so I'm glad he yeah. made that decision to take my whole family. Oh, that's um, lovely. Yeah, and also just I just can't get over how different it is. Like we are from such a different culture mm. and and way of living. Yeah, and how we live here, and yeah. I'm like, how on earth? did we manage how did our ancestors not even ancestors but just grandparents and parents Mm. manage to adapt and find ways to live in this country and do well and survive and thrive and work Mm. so um it's amazing yeah and i don't think i would have ever been able to do it i'm lazy i mean we've established (laughs) this like we're tired all the time so as a family trip as well like for your whole family to go together what was that like because you're all growing adults now as well yeah because so. yeah, it's often you do go as kids that's yeah. a thing people yeah. go on holidays with their children to back home um, but going as an adult I think I appreciate it more mm. that's probably why I'm in so much awe because mm. it's like you see how people live you get to understand yeah how because I'm working now so I'm thinking how what would I be doing if I was there yeah. in Bangladesh in Silet or Dhaka or wherever um so yeah, I think I was able to appreciate Bangladesh more mm. at an older age mm. with my f- whole family as well. Yeah, I think, so we're not kids anymore. So when we were kids, we were more like, we wanted to do fun stuff. Yeah. So that included like um, going to like a theme park mm. or, and just playing games all the time. Mm. But because we're a bit older, we wanted to actually see different states, how yeah. people live, what people do for work. And I think we, we all appreciated that together. Yeah. Yeah, so that is my thought of the week. But our hot topic basically is talking about our backgrounds, our ethnicities, and just staying in touch with our roots. Yeah. So, like, have you visited back home, Lamisa? <laughs> um, I have, yeah. I've been to Bangladesh a few times. And I, I'm i just basically going to echo what you say, Sonia. I feel like the feeling that you get when you go over there is something different. Um, it's almost like it's it's so hard to leave that country because of kind of a deeper connection that you feel with the environment and the people even people you don't know like the just the whole atmosphere and the vibe of the place is so different um and i think it is so important that people do go lots of people go when they're young but they they have sometimes they have such a terrible experience because they've fallen ill or they've not been able to see the country as much or you know they have a lot of negative connotations associated with the country um, and I think like going now or going once you're older, like you said, Sonia, where you can really appreciate everything that Bangladesh has to offer and kind of appreciate where our grandparents came from and where our ancestry's from and kind of see that, um, I think is a completely different experience. And it kind of, it gives you that sense of connection with the land itself. Yeah, and I think um, having money yeah. helps. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously we can enjoy it from a perspective of we have money from this country that we can mm. enjoy in that country. Mm. Whereas when you're little, you have to do what your parents want you to do. Mm. So if they're just, and often it was just mainly to visit family. And if you don't know the family or if they're all old aunties and uncles, you're just like, I'm just a child. I'm like 10 years old. I'm just going to sit here and play. Yeah. You know, and that's probably why people don't have maybe fantastic memories because they're like, all I remember is going to the garden or the open space. Yeah, I think it really depends on the experience that people have had, you know, when they're over there. 
but I think it's worth going back if you've ever had experiences like that because yeah. it's not a true reflection of what the country is. Yeah, and, and countries change over time, people change over time, and you've changed over exactly. time as well. So going yeah. over there um, as an adult is a different experience. I want to ask you though, what's your kind of favourite memory of Bangladesh? What from this? Just this time? From this I mean? time or any time? Um, well, any time doesn't count because um, when I was like four, mm. and I remember this because I have a good memory, <laughs> mashallah. Um, thank you. When I was four years old, my uncle got married there. Oh, okay. Obviously, that was Lovely. the best. Like the whole village was decorated. Yeah. And that was really, really cool. I, I mean, family weddings are always fun. Yeah. So that that's probably like one of the best. The best. Okay, and then right. in between ages, when yeah. I was like, a child um we used to have a lot of family there like a lot of cousins i think everyone used to come yeah it's like when we're there we're called the londonese because <laughs> we're from london or the uk when we're there it's like they get everyone that they know like all cousins and they all just stay in the main house mm. i remember like playing with them like all night long yeah so you used to just like have these generator lights bulbs going off yeah. and it was safe because it's a gated it's a gated house right yeah, yeah. your house is gated but you've got all the land and space exactly even amongst the kid um chickens and cows i was gonna say the chickens <laughs> yeah and then just playing with them mm. all day and then fishing because we have lakes so Lovely. i think it's quite normal that every house comes with a lake is that do you have that too like um you could have a lake running beside or you could have like a massive lake pond pond yeah type. pond that's what i mean Pond, yeah, huge body of water. But everybody had that yeah. in their got It was like a garden where yeah. like you just have a little pond in yeah. the back, and it's like a big one. We yeah. can have real fish. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember fishing and just generally just hanging around that area. So I didn't go in often because I'm not like a strong swimmer or anything. But seeing everyone just jump in and use it as a, they just, just use it as a shower, or they, yeah. <laughs> they just or they just going in there to cool themselves down because it's really hot. It's hot that was yeah. also really fun. Oh. Um, but this time round, yeah. Oh, let me see. We went out every day. Mm. So I'm just, I don't think I can even pinpoint it to one memory. Um, what was, what was like one of the best experiences that you had out going out? Okay, I'll pick two. Mm-hmm. So one of them is in Jaflong. Which Lovely. Is Everyone. Right. It's oh. a state, if you go to Bangladesh and you go to Silet, you, you have, have to, to go, go to Jaflong. Everyone goes to Jaflong. So my, um, family members are from there as well. Okay. So nice. like one of my cousins, he was like, coming to this restaurant don't worry and he wasn't exaggerating the guy was like everything is for you is free and we were like what and he was like yeah because we remember your uncles and your Aww. cousins and stuff so that was really really nice so yeah nice. they were like, remember you from all those years ago not me but yeah, like yeah. my uncles and dads and stuff yeah. so it was really nice and just obviously going there seeing the boat like india bangladesh india bangladesh mm-hmm. that was really funny because i was like that's india right there I'm like yeah like you can just throw a little stone yeah. and it's in india um, but walking down all the way and then walking back up and the little market stores where they have like all the different type of food. Yeah. Obviously street food in Bangladesh is amazing out of this <laughs> world, but also very like Yeah, gotta be aware us. of, you know, hygiene and safety requirements. Jelly belly, I think they call it. I don't know what the <laughs> word is, but um, it's gonna affect us just because it takes us time to adapt. Yeah. Um, so Jaflong was definitely one of the best. Did you go to the waterfall as well around the back? So apparently the waterfall was dried up. Oh. Yeah, because I'm oh, in peak look. winter, oh, which fine. is a shame. But which I have seen it before when I was little, but yeah. now we didn't get that chance. But just generally it was quite nice. We it stayed till really sunset. Nice. So sunset in another country, yeah. sunset in that side of the world yeah. is completely different to what it is <laughs> here, right? It's red sun. It's beautiful. So that was really beautiful. I yeah. really thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, and my second memory was in Dhaka. Mm. So um, again, like one of my dad's cousins lived there and he was like, I'm not going to take you to a normal restaurant because you guys have thousands of them in the UK. You're used to nice establishments. So we went to like this make um, shift restaurant on the river. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it was like Very on nice. a wooden platform. Yeah, like the So my mum was really scared. She's like, I can feel it shaking. <laughs> but I was like, there's hundreds of people here. It's safe. Yeah. And there was really nice, there's like boats on the side mm. with flowers and they had just loads of lighting because yeah. it was nighttime. Nighttime. And um, it was just nice that even in the city, because the city is very city, as you know, yeah. they still have that authenticity and they had like open flame cooking oh, and so okay. on. So that was nice. Too. And the food was the best food I was had in it? Bangladesh. It yeah. was good. Yeah, it was really, really good. <laughs> like, there's like the fish there. <laughs> oh. The fish in Bangladesh is something different. It's so fresh. It's like, so the fresh. Taste is I mean, just all the food tastes different. Like great. a tomato in Bangladesh is not the same as a tomato <laughs> in the UK. Yeah. Right. In Bangladesh, it's like a hundred times better. hundred times better. Um, 
Um, okay. So yeah, the fish that I remember it was like on this grill, open flame, and it was nice, seasoned. Nice. And then they just get the whole thing and just put it on a plate, and you're like the whole thing. You're like ready to eat. Let's go. And we did. <laughs> eat, yeah. yeah. So it was really good. Um, so yeah, those are my two favorite memories. Wow, I love that. Time. So it's such rich experiences as well. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh. And seeing an elephant and stuff. And like, yes, just on the road, me. you know, yeah. walking parts while you're casual. going. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so that's really nice. Again, I can't pinpoint it. I might come back next week and be like, oh wait, I have so many more memories to give you. you were, I think that's the thing. Like those of those trips, there's so many different memories that you make and so many different experiences that you have. It's hard to just pick one. So what about you? You went to Bangladesh lot just last year. Uh, yeah, in the summer. Um, I have highlights from that trip, and then I have highlights in general. Like my memories wow. from when we were younger as well were just always with my cousins. Um, like we would play Ludo. Sometimes the current would go. We'd get like the paraffin lamps. Yeah, back yeah, in the day, and we used to put that on the side, and we used to play Ludo. I just Ludo is a staple. You have to play it. The so power going is also a staple. It's also a staple. It's just normal, it's regular just normal. power cut. Um, vibes <laughs> yeah exactly um this this trip i did a whole episode on the journey marvel i i have no idea what i can pinpoint as my favorite part that that trip was just unbelievable in every single sense of the word i think um the hospitality so like you were saying when you went to Jaflong and you went to the restaurant and they were like all of this is for you guys all of it's free like that's the treatment that we got like everywhere which was amazing but also like the little kids they'd want to take us to their house and be like oh we God. want to share a meal with you really you know sweet. please come to our house and you're like i really wish i could you can't go to everyone's <laughs> you house you can't go to everyone's yeah. house exactly but they're just they're so sweet so i think you know those little kids like i still remember them and think about them to this day so yeah. hospitality is different very it's different. so different back yeah. days unreal but i'm gonna say one thing that's a bit uh, i guess you could call it a negative so it's weird because the hospitality is amazing and people just go above and beyond mm. like even like on our last day in the restaurant like the hotel we were staying at some guy like from the cafe was like hey all these iced coffees are for you guys because you've been ordering them every day i'm just giving you this for oh, free yeah. yeah and it's the irony it's like you don't give us anything <laughs> for free you know it feels so bad but then at the same time one thing i want to say is definitely the manners in bangladesh is very different mm. to the manners here that's because they don't have every culture is different right yeah. so they don't not necessarily all of them but a lot of the times if you ask them something with your pleases and your thank yous, they're a bit confused sometimes. They're like, mm. why are you doing all of that? You don't mm. need to do all of that to ask them. So there is that. I found that quite surprising. I think that was the only thing mm. that I was like, they thought I'm extra, extra, extra polite. I see. Yeah. Whereas I we've see. just, we're just used to speaking yeah. in a certain way. I think the the cultural sensitivities are slightly different. 100%. With regards yeah. to when you're out in public as well, like how you talk to who is slightly different. Yes. Um, but yeah interesting yeah i mean that's that's a whole culture thing yeah. there could be an anthropological book on that for ages <laughs> if we want to go into that but yeah cultures are definitely different mm. i think because we've lived in this country for so long like more than 20 years obviously i think when i went back i was just like oh there's a lot of things that i'm noticing that's different, Duh, different. because the yeah. cultures are different yeah um but yeah but these people the, the english influence is huge too let's not get that twist the english influence is huge very, very true yeah like i'm talking from like tv media adverts songs yeah, yeah everything even the clothes they wear i think also like people don't i don't know i feel like a lot of people who haven't gone are kind of might have not had the same experience as staying in touch with the culture have don't realize that they also have all of the things that we might have over here for example internet and things like that and oh, so in point the point. same way the influence that we get they will also have those influences and so i feel like when people when um some people might go over there and they might be shocked at the fact that all of these people are acting a certain way or following yeah. a certain trend and things like that and then when you stop to think about it you're like oh wait a minute these people also have access to the internet yeah. like it makes sense and trends are worldwide now. trends are worldwide it's not exactly. specific to one country 100 yeah, yeah since we've got the internet everyone's following the same thing exactly. anyway yeah. yeah one thing i will say and i genuinely believe this yeah the internet connection i had in bangladesh is stronger Don't than the it. internet connection <laughs> i have in the uk i say that every single time I'm, serious, I'm, right? I'm always there like oh my god my internet connection is better in bangladesh Thank than you. it is over here and i'm talking i'm in the jungles i'm in some like villages okay village village it has internet the that's what I mean. Internet. Yeah, the village Everywhere. does have internet. Everyone, have internet every, right? like my barry has Wi-Fi. You can hear this first-hand, guys. And why is it that 
certain network providers cannot provide me internet when I'm in slap bang in the middle of Luton. Thank you. I could be right next to my Wi-Fi router and I don't <laughs> have internet. And you know in Bangladesh, I just bought one SIM, yeah. bought the 4G, bought the data. Everywhere I went, I had internet. internet. Solid internet. Everything's loading. Yeah. No buffering. No buffering. Nothing. No waiting for, for God knows how many. The fact that you had the same experience, Louisa. It's, ter- it's terrible. Thank you. <laughs> I, thank you, Bangladesh, for providing internet <laughs> access to everyone. To everyone. Well, having Consistently. the signal is good, yeah. basically. Yeah. And the access is there if you can buy I think internet. this is a question we really need to raise in the UK. Why is our internet so bad? Why is An that audit or something bad? needs to be done <laughs> to understand why. Because it doesn't make sense. <laughs> there are, I literally cannot comprehend it like we have why when i go some places in the uk do i not get any signal whatsoever some places it not could be a bar. in this very own forget town internet forget forget that yeah. i can't even make a phone call phone call the signal doesn't exist it's ridiculous this. Uh, this is i'm talking our very own town luton okay <laughs> certain places i'll be driving i'm like mum, you have to wait yeah. for a signal for you me to, to call you um but yeah we've, we're coming towards the end of the first half of our show and um, we are going to continue talking about a completely different topic in the second half, which is our main topic, diversity in an establishment and why it's important. Um, so I think Lemisa obviously might come from a student perspective, which would be really interesting. And just obviously anything, just the workplace. Mm. I will also be giving that kind of perspective and just generally what we feel like is being done for diversity and what it even means to have diversity in a place. Thank you guys so much for listening to the first half of our show. And if you do want to join us on the second half, go on our Instagram. That's at Sisters Speak. And just send us a message, a comment or a DM. And we'll hear you on the second half of the show. Assalamu alaikum. This is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to Sisters Speak and just a reminder you're joined with here with me Sonia and we also have on the show me Lamisa. Thank you Lamisa for coming on the show today. <laughs> um, we're talking about diversity in an establishment and why it's important. And if you do want to get in touch, Lamisa, please let them know how, listeners know how they can get in touch. Yep, you can text or WhatsApp in on 0779481822. And you can also call in on 01582481822. Please do call in. We'd like to hear you guys. Um, and we want to know what you guys have to say as well. Um, if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can do that on at Sisterspeak. And I think we're on Facebook Live as well. Yes, thank you so much. Um, and we will just go straight into it, to be honest. Um, if you did listen in the first half, we were talking about just uh, going back home to visit mm-hmm. our eth- like ethnic background, I was going to yeah, say, yeah. but just like our roots and where our families are from and so on. It was really nice because I just came back from Bangladesh, so we spoke a little bit about that. Um, but now we're talking about diversity and establishment. Now, I pick this topic because I currently work. Mm-hmm. And I have worked in a few other places too. Yeah. And I'm just talk- generally talking about, like, even in the future, I, I'm sure if I go to other places. Mm-hmm. One thing that we, I don't know if subconsciously or actively look for, is you look for diversity in a workplace. Well, I do. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I do is because I want a workplace to be inclusive. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if it's not, then you feel like an odd one out sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that can lead to even more things. So we'll go into that a bit more, but before we do, I just want to clarify what I mean by diversity. Yeah. Um, Mm. So just off the top of your head, what do you think, or what does diversity mean to you? Um, Diversity means to me basically that, like, making sure we have lots of different types of people from lots of different types of backgrounds um, coming together in the environment. For example, if we're coming to work or coming to study, um, having people of different groups come together I think that's what diversity means. yeah um I think that's pretty much you've got got the meaning of diversity but um so if we're looking at workplaces Mm -hmm. um which you'll find out soon enough (laughs) but I'm sure you've worked in places too but there's like specific characteristics and so on that they protect they Mm. call protected characteristics Uh, I'm not really going to go and outline all of them but what it is is forget I'm putting that aside 
and just generally speaking I think I would say diversity includes things like ethnicity and ethnic background um, so that could be if you're white black mm-hmm. Asian Arab I don't know Afro-Caribbean um, and that's one of them then you also have like religion so you expect to see people maybe of different faiths not, you might not always but it, it can be it's kind of expected as well because we are in the UK and it's a very mixed country right and especially where we are now mm-hmm. um, like in Luton I mean mm-hmm. our proximity to London um, age so age is one that people forget a lot they do um, so you could go into a workplace and everyone there could be middle aged and you're not middle aged and that might seem like it's not a problem but it can be mm. <laughs> I also think the other way around as well recruitment wise um, a lot of people might go for younger age groups because you know for whatever reason yeah and they don't want to hire people in the middle age um that could be ageist and that could be ageist yeah yeah um and then obviously gender we know that's like an obvious one is it like more females in the workplace is it more males in a workplace mm. that like all of that stuff so diversity the reason why and the reason why protected characteristics exist is because you're not ever supposed to hire someone was it based on those things yeah i think that's what it is also that you should try to encourage a mixture of those things that's that's what makes more sense so like you shouldn't only think i only want this age group in Mm -hmm. my workplace i only want men in my workplace that should never be a thing like you should obviously hire people based on their merit or how they're going to do in the workplace if they have the skills and so on um but the reason why i said establishment is Mm because i think even in schools and say universities that also matters there yeah diversity matters there um another thing about that what another aspect i don't really know what this is called but i was looking at like so obviously like working class middle class upper class all of those things Mm. some people say this doesn't exist Mm. um so class is this whole other discussion and topic Mm. but i definitely think that people who have come from backgrounds say you might all have to work in the family and then backgrounds where you have maybe family wealth and inheritance and you might not all have to work and you maybe have gone to private school for example um but like maybe because everyone in your family went to private school and everybody went to university very different backgrounds they Mm -hmm. are Mm -hmm. and i think that is also a thing that should be looked at when we look at diversity in an establishment definitely yeah so um the first question i have for you is why do you think well diversity is important in any situation um i think for a lot of things to be honest um firstly we live in a very diverse country that's just the fact of the matter in areas where you have large amounts of diversity it makes sense that the workplace and the institutions kind of reflect the population that is living there at the time um and i think not only that for you in order to serve that population you need to have people of all backgrounds um working or going to school etc etc so that then life becomes easier for everyone i think i think with regards to policy and things that actually dictate our lives when it's written with insight into how these backgrounds are or written with people in consideration you can really tell that in the policy and when it's not when you don't have that consideration that also shows I feel like, um, for an, if I give an example, um, when you have students, obviously because I'm a student, when you have students from low-income backgrounds going to university, the amount of loan that they can take out is a larger sum. But at the end of the day, the amount of loan they're having to pay back with interest is also a larger sum. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if someone's going to university for six years and they don't have to take out any loans, obviously they're going to be in a better financial position than people who come out with £100,000 plus debt in, you know, student loans, for example, that has accumulated interest over time, um, but they have no way out from that because of the fact that this is the only way that they are able to go to university. So I think in situations like that and the way our policy is written, if you don't have diversity, these types of things don't come to mind. So the the people, let's let's imagine this now, in a room, a boardroom or whatever, and the people in that room get to make the decision on the loans that get taken out for university Mm. for students Mm. and in that room is five people who may never understand what it's like to be from a low-income background so how can they possibly relate to a student that is from a low-income background and therefore produce a policy that would work for them 
in their circumstances. Very, that's very important what you yeah. just highlighted. Yeah. And I think that kind of reflects in, like you said, all aspects. Like, it could be things that we don't even, that like, recognise. Mm. Um, but obviously the obvious one would be government, parliament, um, like the decision-making in the whole country yeah. and so on. Um, but also, I'll give an example. Um, I'm not going to name what the establishment is. But it was a school type. So it was a university. Doesn't matter which one it was. It was a university, and someone I know works at the university. And there are a lot of international students that come in, mm-hmm. um, which is normal of all unis. And I think because of admin errors, this happens all the time. Mm. There's admin, you know, uh, one of the students had a thing where it, it was almost going to be as if their whole year went to waste. Oh no nothing to do with their grades nothing to do with examination or nothing it was just like oh their visa requirements you know things like that and it's like they need to be back in time for the exam or they're going to miss the exam because the visa didn't get the mm-hmm. chance the uni could help as well bear in mind yeah. the uni could help but the people in that department at the university were just like well is what it is yeah and that is individual don't get me wrong that's yeah. an individual thing some people are good some people are bad right but at the same time my friend who was working there said these people not a single one of them could relate because not a single one of them were immigrants to this yeah. country. They were all they've all been here for a long time, and their parents and their parents before them have all gone to university, right? And so that even means like, because females they couldn't always go to university in this country, but men always could, right? For a long time. Mm. Also, you had to have money. You had to be from a more educated background. So those kind of people, if they're in the decision making process, they cannot relate at all, and it means nothing to them. And then, and this is quite sad. Cause my friend said she one of them made a comment which was like oh like it was a sarcastic comment like oh I feel sorry for them not and that was just horrible because I thought these students pay so much money like way more than we pay like Mm. international fees are much Mm. higher than ours you know come across the world to study yeah and you know there needs to be people in the departments and just generally admin staff that actually care care, that actually care yeah and sometimes that care will come from the fact that they can relate yeah i mean that is the, that's what diversity is all about yeah be it they could be the same age they could be maybe like i said an immigrant or they could be of the same faith or they could just be of the same gender anything right but to have that kind of relatability i think yeah it does important. really help and I, it's about like you know kind of your thoughts and what you bring to the table if both of us have the same line of thinking we're not going to be able to understand or think about what someone else might be thinking it's easy for humans in general to just stick with what they know and it takes another person to come and be like actually have you thought about this or actually have you thought about that whether that be relating to you know stuff that we're talking about with regards to diversity and things like that whether that be with regards to anything like work or turning on a computer or anything just for any problem solving you need loads of different ideas it's the same thing with yes you're absolutely right because like what you said like We've always got our own way of doing things yeah. until someone says, actually, this affects me differently yeah. because I am a Muslim or yeah. because I am a female. Yeah. I mean, an easy example is the fact that we have Friday prayers, yeah. right, that happen maybe during the working hours sometimes. Mm-hmm. And unless there is a Muslim in the workplace that raises that, that can go completely. No one's going to know. How are they yeah. going to know? They're not, they're not, they don't know your background. Yeah. And not all schools teach these things either. Yeah. So, like, another example I can give... Um, when I worked in a place just outside of Luton, um, it wasn't, I mean, the girl wasn't offended. Mm. So a friend of mine wore a hijab mm. and another woman just basically said, oh, what is that headband that you're always wearing? <laughs> I just thought, how do you not know mm. what a hijab is? But then at the same time, if you've not been educated on it, you might never know. Or if you've never experienced it, because yeah. as the UK is a very diverse place, this is fact. But there are areas in the UK where the diversity is not as much. And so some people may not have come across these things. I think for us, we always find it quite shocking when we come across that because in where we are, we know that everything's quite mixed. And the peers that we have that aren't the same as us also see that and and we all respect each other, basically. So when we see that people don't know, it's kind of shocking to us. But at the same time, they've never they've never had those experiences yeah but then i think it's a workplace's responsibility sometimes Mm. to try and encourage diversity and that's why because if that muslim girl was alone in the workplace she wasn't yeah if she well she was the only hijabi um but if she was alone as a muslim she might have felt i don't know like left she must might have felt i don't know quite 
upset mm. or offended by that comment mm. luckily she didn't and she explained it and I was also there and I was like I'm shocked you don't know what that is but we yeah. spoke about it and we had an honest conversation about it but mm. it's a bit like you shouldn't always have to explain your beliefs and who you are um, I don't know like I just expect more of workplaces now maybe like you said because we are a diverse country mm. and where we were we were in a city so yeah. it was Milton Keynes so yeah. I was quite surprised that that was something that we didn't know but workplaces are supposed to have diversity and inclusion training yeah. as well it's supposed to be a thing yeah. Um, so yeah I think that it's important to have different like faith backgrounds just like you said class because people bring to the table different things that you wouldn't expect yeah Right, and it could be for the better as well. It could be for the benefit of the business or the company. I think always, it's for the better. You know, what, having a diverse amount of ideas and things helps you to improve your way of thinking. Helps you to um, kind of customize your service to a wider client base as well. If you're thinking from a business side of things, you're able to accommodate more people, and I think that's the most important Would thing. Would you say that also in education, like thinking of just being in a class, a seminar, discussion? having people coming from different backgrounds is also beneficial? It's always beneficial because I feel like there's things that people come up with that I would have, like I said, I would have never thought of until I hear it from that perspective or I hear what they have to say. Um, and I think sometimes it does come down to just that. You need loads of different types of people there for you to be able to open up your mind and hear these things as well. Yeah. Mm. Um, so let's move on to the next question. And do we feel enough is being done to ensure that diversity is maintained in establishment i think that's it's an interesting question yeah <laughs> um I mean, we don't know about every establishment <coughs> yeah so just some examples that we can think of i think i think people try i think the thing that kind of gets me which is a bit annoying is when it's done just to fit a quota or when it's it's a very obvious like kind of attempt to just tick box something and there's no real desire for diversity in that workplace and I feel like it becomes very apparent in the work culture when um, you know that's not a priority or it's not done for the right reasons in a way. So let's talk about what uh, tick box is. Some people might not know um, what the whole concept is. Yeah. Um, so in a workplace sometimes um, there could be policy put in place or there could just be a new initiative <coughs> where they say okay you know what we need some diversity uh, and again not because they think it's going to benefit the business or not organically mm. just because that person's better for the job role but purely because they think it looks good mm. and it we should have it in place mm. in quotation marks i put should mm. so it's like we should be doing this thing so let's go out there and do it so what they do is conduct interviews or a hiring process and the first person that's fits the quota mm. be it if they're of a different ethnicity of a different uh, race of a different gender a different age mm. as soon as they tick that box they're like okay you're hired mm. they might not even be good for the role mm. that is the worst part they might be actually rubbish yeah. but you're hired because you fit that box do you think that um, those kind of nameless applications or applications where you don't have the personal information of the person who's applying and just kind of their actual application form relating to the job do you think that is a good way of mitigating those types of biases you know what it is Lamisa so the first time I heard of um, this experiment that was done by I think uh, Mohammed mm. so I'll just quickly say the experiment um, he basically handed in his CV twice to um, all these the same establishments mm. one time with a British sound like English sounding name mm. and one time with the name Mohammed and he got back more responses when he gave the English sounding name even though it was the exact same CV mm. and that obviously shows bias like there's no other thing to it it does look like that shows bias because there's no different except for their name yeah. um, so that was when you obviously come up with these ideas like okay then applications shouldn't have names they shouldn't have asking what age you are they shouldn't ask what gender you are mm. and so on and so on but at the same time my point of view is if an establishment has to do all of that mm. just to be not biased I don't think it's worth it yeah. because if you did get the role and you work there and they're oh shock no surprise when they see you mm. and it wasn't what they were expecting maybe I think that's not I don't know I just feel like you should be 
you shouldn't have those unconscious biases. You have to unlearn them mm. because if you have it, if the person works there, that's when the bias is going to kick in when they're there anyway. And now they're in a workplace, you might be treated unfairly. Yeah. You might be micromanaged or I don't know anything just because because you are a bit different yeah. to what they expected. Yeah, it's shocking. I think what you said, like if we have to go to that extent to try and mitigate that bias, then there's something wrong, and we need to try and figure out what yeah. that is. And like you said, unlearn those biases. Um, but having said that, I can, I think some one thing I don't do is put my age anymore. No, really. Sometimes people used to put the date of birth on their CV. Mm. Don't ever do that, guys. There's no need. Can I just take like it off right now. That's <laughs> very personal information yeah, as well. Is, yeah. That sounds like information I could use to hack you. <laughs> so don't put that. There's a lot of information on the CV, isn't there? It, yeah, as people used to put the address, Lamisa. It's very normal to my find my address is still. On there. Take your address off. They don't need your address to yeah. know if they're gonna hire you or not. Yeah, that's right. They true. can ask you yeah. if you're, you've got a good CV. Yeah. You can put your town. Like I understand that because sometimes employers take into account uh, how commuting. close you are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because they might need someone that's closer or further. But that's your decision, guys. Yeah. So take it off. If you already have bear in mind that I want to commute to this role, then take off your address, okay? Because they're gonna use Thank that as a bias, yeah. whether or not they should hire you, mm. okay? Um, I'm obviously if it's a job where they need you on demand then that's something you that's your choice again yeah. don't take your address off <laughs> take your birthday off okay and they don't need to know how old you are very true I think that's that's something I learned because when, when I started to apply for jobs I felt like they're automatically just going to think I'm very young mm. I have experience but if they see my age I'm going to be like well her experience ain't valid she was 18 when she did it yeah. see so take off your age take off yeah. your address um, email's fine I guess full name is expected because you need to be professional um, even town, city, I wouldn't even put that unless yeah, you really no, have to. Yeah, no, it doesn't seem like necessary information to be honest. It's just your work okay. experience. You really have to mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm really big on that now. Um, but yeah, I can, I can understand um, removing things like this, so like your age. I did, I did feel that I had to remove that sometimes. Mm. It's just a thing. Um, pictures, pictures is another one. How oh, do yeah, you feel I about that? I don't put, pic- I don't think. For the application, you need to see my face for it. No, but but honestly, I don't think if I'm applying for a job, you need to see my face on the app on the initial application. What that should be is an assessment of, like you said, all the experiences that yeah, I've had so far on whether I'm good at the whether I'm good for the role or not. Exactly, because yeah. if you put a picture, now yeah. they're automatically imagining: Are you going to fit the role? Is your face going to fit the role? Yeah, this is the thing because I think a picture as well, like you said, you can go off bias if it's. An interview, you can see me, but you can also hear me and you can listen to my thoughts and how I present myself and all of that. And obviously that's all used to make a judgment of you as a person. But with just a single picture, unconscious biases may take play and you're not even there to defend yourself. You're not even there to defend (laughs) yourself, exactly. You don't get to talk, your picture's silent. I just think pictures don't always reflect you and show the best of you. However, some people in sales roles marketing mm. influencer roles whatever you have you I guess they may have it yeah but like they know if what you're they're applying to be a model into. or a, yeah. you know that along those lines actor where presenter exactly yeah. where your face is probably needed on show <laughs> part of the selling as part of the job exactly yeah, that's a completely different scenario yeah um, but yeah that's a so I think it it's a weird one because it's like help yourself but don't do something where you're going to be hired like a trick like Ooh, I tricked you and now I'm hired like mm. but do you even want to be there mm. do you want to be there I think I think workplaces like you said Sonia it's down to them to ensure that you know they understand what diversity means and they understand how it's going to be useful to their company and they sincerely do want it um, and they make those adjustments as well I think now like I've gone to quite a few different places to like do work or whatever um and like even now I've got a new um establishment coming up and I'm thinking how am I gonna factor in my praying time are they gonna like accept it because obviously in winter days like we've got Zohar and then us are very very soon after each other and then Maghrib as well and so it's like it's trying to figure out because a lot of these places don't have prayer rooms for example and the establishment does have a prayer room that makes life so much easier for us as Muslims yeah and you really do feel that kind of oh we've been thought about or we've been considered um and I think that's an important part and it makes you it really does make you feel like happy to be in that place if that makes sense yeah um it increases employee longevity I think the word is oh really I think that's the word but it was a statistic that I read earlier today which is like 
reasons why you should be diverse. Yeah. Number one, like we mentioned, bringing more things to the table, mm. ideas, it benefits the company and yeah. education. Yeah. But the other one was employees are more likely to stay yeah. if it is diverse. Yeah. If it's not diverse, employees are not likely to stay there at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like what you said, there's these thoughts that are going through your head, the most important thing is that diversity is up there yeah so we can be diverse down here but yeah. the diversity needs to be up there in the decision making rooms in the boardroom in the yeah. director's office i was gonna ask you like do you think there's enough diversity in managerial position in um, executive roles no <laughs> straight up is no the answer is it's no a sad reality but that is something that is changing yeah. that's one thing i will say is changing mm. but it's, it is hard because there always is a pioneer there's mm. always going to be one first mm. that one person that says we need a prayer room one has to start yeah. and then it'll grow slowly slowly mm. and that's just in our Islam I'm talking about but even in other ways there'll be maybe one female or one young person or one old person in that role I'm not saying it needs to be full of that it just needs to be a variety, a variety exactly. the variety is what brings the best ideas yeah. the most respect for each other as well I think that people grow respect when you are different but you are like strong in your difference if yeah. that makes sense like yeah. you are who you are yeah. you're not going to try and change and become something different to fit into that position yeah um but again it should always just be based on your merit right yeah. on your professionalism on your work ethic yeah. i think if we're talking about managerial positions as well um i think we need more everyday normal people's opinions being taken into consideration into the wider runnings of things especially into the wider runnings of the country um, I think a lot of the public are tired of like some things you hear in the news and you're just thinking how did that how did that go through do you yeah. know what I mean like who allowed that to happen or are there no checking processes did no one have a brain during yeah. that whole was process was there no one in that room that said actually that's, that doesn't, that doesn't, doesn't sound right like that. Yeah. or be, these people are going to be affected in this way people don't live the way we live and that's what I mean so when you have a small population running a larger population but this small population is so out of touch with reality so that were, everyone else is living yeah what do you think is going to happen so there was like a meme or video or whatever going around where they ask people in a higher up position what's the price of a banana mm. not even the bread one but banana and someone will say well one banana is one pound one banana is not one pound no it's not depending on where you go but generally it's not one it's pound. pound yeah and the same thing with bread you can ask like I'm sure there was like a really viral thing going on what's the price of bread yeah and the higher up person like the highest position that you could have in this country didn't know what the price of bread was yeah and you think you don't go out and go shopping do you like we do so how are you making rules that can affect us that's what I mean and I think a similar thing also is not just with regards to the backgrounds of these people but also like their specialty in terms of um the work they've done how are people who've never been in a particular field of work field of work running, running that, that field absolutely it's never made sense to me this is my personal opinion but it's thank never you, made Lisa. sense to me well we're gonna have to carry on this discussion because we've got <laughs> 10 seconds left but thank you so so much thank you Sonia. and thank you all the listeners for listening in today please do join us next week again on we at wednesday at six o'clock for sister speak assalamualaikum thank you for listening to our podcast why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefmluton.